Hey friends, welcome to the Courage Queen podcast. Do you want to have more confidence and courage in your life? Do you often question if you're on the right path? Maybe you're hoping somebody drops off a step-by-step guide for success. Do you wake up ambitious and hopeful, but become fearful and frustrated not knowing where to begin? Another year has gone by and you feel like nothing has changed. Trust me, I've been there. I'm Justine, and like many of you, I'm a young professional with big dreams. I often felt unworthy and incapable, wishing I had the clarity and the peace in the unknown. I wanted to be confident in my abilities and live life with more impact, but I kept fearing I wasn't living out my full potential. It wasn't until I started trusting God, pressing into life's hard moments, I was standing in the way of my breakthrough. And in this podcast, you're going to find ways to increase your confidence, grow your faith, and simply fear less. The good news is you're here, and courage starts with showing up. Hey guys. Okay. So we are diving into this. Finally, I know so many of you have been wanting to know what actually happened here. You have questions, lots and lots of questions that we have been um, low-key answering for the past five months now about my birth story, my experience leading up to that, my health, all these things. Like, do we have answers? And so I'm going to let you behind the veil today to start part one of three parts of what is going to be um, my birth story and all the things that God has taught me about it. It's something that I wanted to make sure I was far enough removed from in order to really give you my hot take um, on the most important measures of wisdom surrounding this entire experience. I wanted to be very protective of that and also have time to heal and really get clear on it myself, taking it to God first. And so we are ready to do this. Well, spring of 2022, one day I am feeling a little bit off and I'm like, I'm just going to monitor this because I had um, truthfully the only real symptoms that I had of being pregnant was that my boobs were absolutely killing me and that I was tired. But being tired was not really like an outstanding uh, indicator for me because I just run in a million different directions and I have very high energy. So uh, I wasn't really put off by that, you could say. I find out that I'm pregnant. I get this positive pregnancy test after a couple months of being a little bit gun shy. Like I seriously thought I had like breast cancer. I know that sounds ridiculous um, and really bold to say, but my boobs have been hurting me so bad, but I really didn't have any other symptoms. It was the last thing on my mind that I could be pregnant. My husband and I had been married for eight years. I think people just thought that we weren't going to have kids, even though we never really uh, specifically talked about that. It was more that we just wanted to plan our lives a little bit. We wanted to travel. We wanted to build our businesses, which we have multiple businesses together. And we just got to a place where we were just kind of in a more of a place of surrender. And so I get that positive pregnancy test. I finally end up taking a test just to rule it out, okay? Because I'm like ready to go to the doctor because I'm convinced that I have breast cancer, okay? Um, Which is crazy now that I think about it. Like most people hearing the story would be like, obviously you were pregnant, Okay. I had worked so hard to get to the other side and to be a healthy version of myself mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, all of those things I had specifically prayed for before I ever wanted to bring a kid into this world and even, you know, wrestled with the idea of being a mom and questioning if it was for me. And it wasn't until um, a couple months prior to this that I had kind of an epiphany where I found myself standing in tears in my bathroom just telling God that I wanted to be released once and for all from this pain and trauma that made me feel like I could um, never protect a child 
um, that I wasn't sure if I wanted to be a mom. And I didn't want my trauma to be getting in the way of that decision because I wanted to be very intentional about that decision. And in in that, wanted to be a very intentional, um, you know, present parent and really had plans for like, okay, if we ever have kids, this is what we were really on the same page about. And Nate and I were pretty much on the same page in terms of we were never against having kids. We really were excited about having kids, but we just were not in any rush whatsoever. We really wanted to take our time and build something together and work on our relationship. And we wanted to heal from our own stuff. And so if you don't know what I'm talking about with any of the past abuse or anything like that, um, check out episode four in the beginning of this podcast where I kind of go into more extensive details about that. But I felt in these moments that I kind of had cried out to God. I was standing there in my guest bathroom in tears just saying, like, please release me of this. Because I was still walking just even two years later in just being highly triggered, highly sensitive, constantly on alert, and just really still struggling with, like, not knowing what was next for me in my life and was just giving that to God. And God continued to give me fresh perspective, and he renewed my mind in ways that I had never been able to comprehend before. All of a sudden, over those coming weeks, I felt this calling that I was supposed to be somebody's mom. When I looked at becoming a mother, I always felt like I never could relate to so many of my friends that just, that's all they talked about. That's all they wanted. They wanted to stay home and raise kids. That's what they wanted their identity and their career to be. And I could never relate to that. And so I always felt like, is something wrong with me? Is this just not for me? And this is how I know. Um, But I always did have a desire to show people what was possible, to show people that you can have both, to show people what was modeled to me. And I think that God along the way, which I'll get into later, really planted seeds along the way throughout my life in so many different areas that showed me and now continue to show me what is possible and that that is what he has for me. And I just didn't know at the time. But like I said, when I read pregnant on that test, I had no idea what I was signed up for, how my life would drastically change, how our lives would drastically change just six months later, um, and that everything was about to change. You know, I continued to have an incredible pregnancy. I felt amazing. I was healthy. I was strong. I was very active. And every single time I went to the doctor, honestly, it just even bugs me to this day. I was told over and over and over again, you're so healthy. Your numbers are so good, which makes this even difficult to just wrap my brain around or just accept that I have no answers whatsoever, that we did tests, that it was just some freak thing. I don't I don't want to say freak accident because it wasn't an accident. God knew what was going to happen, and I fully um, surprisingly say that I'm glad that his hand was on every single step of it. I communicated to God, again, that I wanted to be healed from this sexual abuse and just like the long threads that I felt like were still in my head, stuck in my body from that, and I really wanted to approach parenting in a refreshed way, and I did not want that to get in the way. And I really felt like I was truly, in those moments, in the best possible place I could have been. So glad that I worked and did the personal work. So because there was nothing of concern or off-putting, and all my experience were positive, it was so great and it was going so great until it wasn't. So I want to take you through a couple things that God had led me to. Now, mind you, I went into labor on Sunday night September 25th, and Miles was born on September 26th, okay? So keep that in mind. But here's just some of the things that were leading up to this that I was praying for that I am seriously just shook right now as I look at this. On September 13th, I wrote, God, what do you have for me and my birth story? 
I want to experience you and help solidify the theme. What is the theme? And I wrote down trust, adventure, God-directed enthusiasm, and faith. And I said, I feel myself getting scared about what could happen, and I don't want to revert to those places. I then was directed to go to scripture and get a whole bunch of different scriptures that could have been options for a verse that I was going to reflect on and kind of have the theme of my labor or birth experience. And one of the ones that I wrote down and starred was Isaiah 66, 7, which says, before she goes into labor, she gives birth. Before the pains come upon her, she delivers a son. Like, what? Okay, that totally blows me away because this entire pregnancy thus far, we did not find out if we were having a boy or a girl. So we were going to find out when the baby was born. Just freaking blows me away. But it goes even further to get even crazier, you guys, okay? Because two days later, I wrote this in my journal and devotional. God, help my unbelief. I want to be fully surrendered in my belief that my labor experience will be joy-filled, supernatural birth that I can share with everyone I know. I know you are a faithful God. Help me to trust you even more, completely surrendered and dependent on you and showing people what can happen when I do. What? Now let's go to September 14th, somewhere in in that same time frame. I woke up in the middle of the night and it says, I'm in week 24, going into my 25th week of pregnancy in a couple days. Ever since I heard the story of wildflowers in this birth story, I can't help thinking of it. Is there a part of this that is for me? If God gives such attention to the wildflowers, don't you think that he will do the best for you? What are the words that I want to keep top of mind? And I wrote, surrender, peace, trust, and allowance, joy, healing, free. And God said to me in that moment, and I wrote it down, I want this to be better for you than you ever imagined. Seek me first, and I will work all things for your good. So here's where it gets totally freaking wild, you guys, okay? These were, for whatever reason, I was... I was prompted to wake up in the middle of the night about 10 days before I gave birth. And here's what I wrote down. What are the intentions of my birth experience? I have no idea why I was thinking about this in the middle of the night. Well, God knew. And these are the things that I wrote. So I want you to keep these in mind as I share my birth story with you. One was, I want it to be a quick progressing labor. I want to have joy and be distracted, laughing, embracing contractions, And I want to be calm and have a smile on my face that does not make sense. (laughs) Okay. I want to have a supernatural birth and to see God in every single detail. I do not want to take matters into my own hands. I want every single detail to be taken care of with confidence, and I do not want to give in to the pressures of others. I also wrote, to tap into a place of focus on God during labor, grateful, grounded to my child as I trust the baby working its way out. I want to be rested, energized, and renewed in strength through the experience to see my child in the morning. I want for the baby to make a December arrival early before Christmas. I can't even. Um, I want to have a supernatural, beautiful healing experience in my birth that rewrites any of the trauma I've experienced and replaces it with your glory. I want to tell everyone about you. I want to share the intimate goodness that I felt every single step of the way as I felt you on every part of my journey. And lastly, I want to be in a place of fully surrendering, trusting you and trusting the team that is in place. So 
pretty crazy when you think about when I found this, like a week after I gave birth, I was um, home having a really emotional moment. I was going to and from the hospital every single day. And I came across this for the first time. And I literally went through and checked the like checked next to every single one of these statements because every single one of them, even if it was in a way that I did not anticipate it going, every single one of these things came true. But I think a lot of that had to do with the fact too that like all of these things were not th- it wasn't like god i don't want to be in pain it wasn't um god i i want to have specifically like a vaginal birth or vbac it it was all based on god equipping me in the moment no matter what it was and tapping into the potential that i felt like was within me to feel strong and empowered that's really what i wanted my birth experience to be like and i'm just blown away as i look at these pages and i continue to flip through here and you know, Joshua 1.9 was also a big verse, and it said, you know, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. That was a verse that while I was in my C-section, um, really freaking out when that whole thing happened, I was reflecting on that verse over and over and over and over again because the whole entire thing was an emergency. And I really didn't know, like, was I going to be able to get through to the other side of it? I had heard stories of people having C-section um, complications and not making it. Like, I was just afraid in general because we still have no idea. Um, we still have no idea what caused this labor to go into place. And so I also want to read you this too, where again, 10 days before, actually, it was like nine days before I went into labor. This is what my devotional had said. It said, it was a chaotic and terrifying and surreal. I remember the moment the doctor pushed the red button on the hospital bed that signaled 15 other medical professionals to come running into the delivery room. Now, mind you, I am reading a devotional of someone else's story of their emergency C-section and what went wrong, okay? This is 10 days before, nine days before I go into labor. So she's sharing this entire experience. And the verse on the day is says, God is with us. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. And then she goes on to say, you know, what transpired next was an emergency C-section. The umbilical cord um, was cutting off the blood supply. She goes in to tell her entire story, but how God was in it. And I underlined some specific things. Fear does that to us sometimes. We can't see clearly because we're afraid and confused. God with us means that we are never alone. And I wrote in the reflection part of this on that day, God is faithful. That is truth. Help me to remind myself of truth. God, I want to be crying out to you in gratefulness of the beautiful glory and the supernatural experience and not be reverting to a place of fear and pain. I feel confused some days, not knowing what you have for me, but knowing that I have a big calling. I want to get closer to you. And as I get closer to the birth at 25 weeks, I ask that you prepare me for something just in case something goes wrong. Help to protect me just in case. I mean, guys, are you not blown away by this? As I continue to go through these pages... I just see how faithful God is to every single step. And I'm doing this right in front of you for a reason. You know, the fact that God took time and attention to bring me through a healing journey for almost three years, my body, my mind, and my spirit, and that I prayed over that, that I wanted to go into motherhood being the strongest, in the strongest place that I could ever be in, right? So what are you giving to him? What are you writing about? What is he preparing you for? This is why I love to journal and why I find journaling is so important because I can go back and I can see God's fingerprints on every single thing, right? I can trust that nothing happens in my life that hasn't been filtered through God's hands first. 
right? I have to trust that God has got it and I have to accept and fall into a place of wanting that to be my default. My default is I don't go into a place of worry. My default is I immediately go into trust God. I'm comforted to know that God already knows the life story. He's got it written in his book. He knew exactly what was going to happen with my son. He knows every single minute of every day that you've ever had and everyone that you will ever have. He knows everything. And we need to trust in that. And so as I flip through these pages and realize like where I left off, where this was, you know, I I didn't believe in a way while this was happening that God could get me to the other side. But as I flip through every single thing that was written, as I flip through the notes of my therapy sessions and what I was working on leading up to this point, I I know that I've been prepared for this. I've been training for this for months because it was intentional training. I wasn't just going in and saying, okay, well, whatever happens is going to happen. So I pray that for you today. As we finish off and as I share this birth story, I pray that you could take it in. Um, Every single birth story is completely different, but I pray that you see God's fingerprints on every single piece of this because it's truly miraculous and it's only God. So here we go. Okay, let's dive in. Because on September 25th, it was a Sunday night after a weekend of being the DD for a wine tour that my husband and his siblings who were all visiting the area, we were all hanging out the whole weekend. We were having the best time. We were doing a family dinner on that Sunday night. And one in which one in which I said the actual words that still haunt me to this day, which is I was telling every single person in the family, like, yes, let's pray that the baby comes early and is in time for Christmas. That would just be like the biggest blessing. Like, let's pray the baby comes early. Okay, Justine, cringe, cringe. So I kept saying that over and over again because the baby's due date was December 30th. And I literally felt like I just kept speaking it into existence. Well, I left that dinner feeling completely fine. Again, it was completely great until it wasn't. I left that dinner I went home to take the dog for a light walk. I was getting ready for bed. My husband decided he was going to watch some sports downstairs on the TV. And I was like, cool, I'm going to go upstairs and read a little bit of my parenting book, as I did, because I'm a student (laughs) and had read so many books through this. But here's the thing. The books can never fully teach you what happens or what you do when Everything goes out the window and you are in the midst of a emergency situation. So let me just be clear that you could be obsessing about every single detail. And I want to just help release you of that because nothing can prepare you except for literally your trust and your relationship with God when something like this happens. And so um, I coincidentally was reading the chapter in my book for week 26 that said, preparing for the unexpected. (laughs) I literally can't make this stuff up. And um, yeah, everything was great. And I remember even laughing, reading the chapter, thinking, oh my gosh, okay, like, yeah, but like God is in control, like it will be fine. But that night I began to feel very restless. I felt this pressure that I didn't really know at the time. And I wish someone would have told me, and I actually talked to the doctor about this after the fact that I wish, I wish they did a better job preparing women for what's not normal, Especially when you're not even in the realm of thinking that you could potentially be going into labor or that something was wrong. I felt very unsettled and restless, and I felt a lot of pressure and discomfort um, down below for a few days leading up to this. But honestly, I did not think anything of it because I was like, well, this is what being pregnant is. And half the time when you do tell them that there's a situation, it's dismissed. It's like, well, that's just pregnancy. You're good. So I kept like getting ready for bed and trying to lay down. And I was like, huh, 
this feels weird. I'm in like a little bit of pain. Like I don't, I, I, it was not even so much pain. It was just like discomfort and it was pressure. And um, I just kept thinking, oh, I must have eaten something weird at dinner. It'll pass. I kept having these like little mini episodes, which, huh, uh, yeah, they were contractions, you guys. I was in labor. By the time I got to the hospital, I was like, you know, three going up to six centimeters dilated. The baby was trying to come out and I had no freaking idea. Okay. So um, I don't say that to scare you, but I say that to to impress upon you that when it's early like this, your brain is just so not in that realm that this could potentially be happening. I was so convinced that I was not in labor looking back at this. So I spent two to three hours um, pacing, drinking tea. I thought I was constipated. I was I kept trying to go to the bathroom, but nothing was happening. I kept trying to get comfortable. I couldn't get comfortable. Very key thing there too, if you're ever in a situation like this. And meanwhile, as I'm like screaming in agony and just being like, in so much pain. I jumped in the shower. I was in the tub. I was drinking tea. I had some Tums. I did all the things that I would do if my stomach was bothering me because I was very used to having gut and stomach type of stuff happening in my life. Okay. I was in labor the entire time. My husband was sleeping on the couch through the entire thing. (laughs) Okay. This is just what was happening. So after three hours of being in agony, I finally scream down to my husband and reluctantly um he comes upstairs he's like is everything okay and i'm like yeah something is wrong at this point the intensity had gotten so strong that i was having a hard time breathing and um and i literally couldn't i i couldn't like talk i could barely talk like through these contractions but i had no idea that they were contractions and as i'm sitting on the toilet and nate comes to the top of the stairs he's like are you okay i go something is wrong I don't, I don't know what's happening. And literally, as we're having this conversation, we hear this giant pop. Thankfully, I was on the toilet, by the way. And this fluid goes all over the entire bathroom with this very loud pop. And we we just get completely quiet. And we both look at each other. And we both have a good idea of what this is. And we both just look totally freaked out. Like, we're afraid to say what it is. And I look at him and I go, was that what I think it is or thought it was? And he goes... Uh, and I go, we need to call the doctor right now. And I look down as I'm saying that, and I'm completely gushing blood into the toilet, like everywhere. And it was then when I went into a full-on panic, was trying to remain calm. We call the doctor. They say, you need to come in immediately. Something is wrong. You're in labor. It sounds like your water just broke. And we both just totally start freaking out. It's a 1 a.m. crazy ride to the hospital. I am literally trying to get dressed we, we have no time to pack a bag or do anything. We just need to leave immediately. So we just, I just grabbed a full-size towel. I'm bleeding all over the place. And I put a full-size towel literally around my entire crotch. I have like a pair of sweatpants on that I'm bleeding through by the minute before we even leave the house. And we get to the hospital. I'm struggling to walk through the hospital. And I literally look behind me and there's a trail of blood. And I am freaking out. So we're admitted to a room. And I am now told within a few minutes um, just so you know, this baby is coming today, so you need to prepare yourself because this is very serious and both lives um, are at risk. I, I don't even know. I, there's no words other than to say that we were in complete shock, very afraid. They're doing the ultrasounds to see what's going on with the baby, and I'm bleeding out this entire time. They can't figure out why. They're doing the cervical checks. They're realizing, you know, I get there, I'm I'm already... Um, three or four centimeters dilated. Then within a few hours, it went up to six. They were hoping that my labor would stop because they have no idea what series of events happened that caused this and why I went into labor to begin with. And I still 
to this day, we'll probably never know. And I'll get more into that later, but one to three in the morning, I'm bleeding out this entire time. And we forge on till morning. They're gonna they're going to watch and continue to keep vitals in me, get me fluids, all that good stuff, and just see where this leads, hoping that the labor will stop and that they could keep me there. And they actually even said they hoped that the labor would stop at a certain point so that they could keep the baby in the womb, which I never even knew you could do this. And they would keep the baby in the womb until the baby was born and I'd have to stay in the hospital. That was what truly, I think, like threw me over the edge a little bit is the fact that like I would have had to stay in the hospital for that amount of time with the baby still inside. Actually, they explained it to me like every for every day that the baby is in the womb, it's like three days or something like that. So it's actually better off that the baby stays in there. A lot of people don't know that like after your water breaks, they they tell you that um, the baby has to come out immediately. There are specific um, emergency situations where that is not a thing. So there you go. I fully believe that what transpired next that will be in part two, in which I believe I had a straight guardian angel of a doctor that I cannot find, that I don't know if she exists, <laughs> and that people kept looking at me going, we don't have that doctor here. And to find out um, if we were going to find out the sex early, you'll have to wait and see. All of that and so much more in part two to come. so much for listening to today's episode if you loved it would you share it with a friend or share it on social and tag me at courage queen pod so i can personally thank you make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to courage queen podcast wherever you listen and make sure to leave that five-star review did you know we have a fabulous and free community for our listeners where we share all the juicy details for women who are ready to take action towards their dreams click the link in the show notes to learn more as always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up. And if you ask me, it's time to step into your dreams with faithful peace.